Oramai. Good morning. This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Manx Radio. On the programme today, we're marking the end of Mental Health Awareness Week with more real-life experiences, including why a beach brunch might be just what the doctor ordered. And it's time to dust off your walking boots because it's almost time for Praying the Keels Week. But as usual, we'll start with music. And today's hymn is a very apt choice for our world. For the healing of our nations, Lord, we pray with one accord. Lead us, Father, into freedom, from despair your world release, that, redeemed from war and hatred, all may come and go in peace. A prayer in the words of hymn writer Fred Kahn for all who are suffering the effects of war at this time. Paul Martin has lived in the United States for the last 23 years, but as you'll hear, has strong Manx roots. And whilst he was back on the island recently, spending time with his family, I had the chance to meet him and learn about his role as state representative for Celebrate Recovery. But before we explore that, let's first meet the man, as Paul Martin tells us a little of his background. I have known of God for many years. My grandfather actually was here on the island as a preacher up in St. Olive's Church in Ramsey. And so I've, I've had God in my life for many years. I turned away from God on a Wednesday night there in Ramsey, and for 30 years I spent time being mad at God um, for not doing what I wanted. And I'm so glad that God didn't do what I wanted because I'd be in so much more of a mess right now than I have already. God took hold of my life 
And because I'm stubborn and hard-headed, it took three tornadoes to get my attention. And I eventually said, all right, God, you've got this, and I don't. And uh, I have not looked back since. Doesn't mean I have it all figured out by any stretch of the imagination. And it certainly does not mean that I have it all together just because I have faith. He still peels back the layers. I tend to use the artichoke analogy. He keeps peeling back, and I he exposes the heart. And that's what I need to keep working on. So he keeps putting me into these positions. He keeps putting me outside of the comfort zone. And I have just got to keep just being faithful and obedient. For the last uh, 20 odd years, home is Missouri in the United States. Yes, it is. And the area that you're involved in is the whole issue of mental health. Paul, tell us a little bit about Celebrate Recovery. Well, Celebrate Recovery is a faith-based recovery program. Celebrate Recovery is a worldwide now organization. Over 30,000 churches worldwide have a Celebrate Recovery in well over 50 countries now. John Baker was actually a functioning alcoholic back in the 80s, but he was also a man of faith, and he wanted to talk about his struggles with alcohol at the time, and he also wanted to talk about his faith, but he couldn't talk about it. So he wrote a small letter to his pastor, 13 pages of single-spaced letter, and said, Pastor, somebody needs to go run with this. And his pastor read this, and his pastor said, That's a great idea, John. Why don't you go do it? So he did. And 30 years later, over 7 million lives have been touched by Celebrate Recovery. Now, the kicker is only 29% of that 7 million lives has been drugs and alcohol. Because, as John Baker would quite gladly tell you himself if you were alive today, his alcohol use was actually a symptom of mental health, was actually an anxiety issue. You know, a good friend of mine said this to me a few years ago, and it's not the bottle that is going to make me relapse. It is the state or the lack of my mental health. And it goes to show that our mental health can determine our decisions, can determine the way we look at life, and can be so, so impactful, but yet we ignore it. We ignore it. For if I have a mental health issue, I feel I failed. I feel there's a weakness in me Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't feel if I broke my ankle or broke my wrist. It would be instantly visible what had happened to me. I get lots of sympathy and offers of help and I wouldn't feel any kind of stigma. If I feel I cannot cope with life, I feel that the failure is mine. And if I try to say that to somebody, they don't know what to say because they want to say the magic word that will make it all right. Or possibly they don't even want to reveal that they maybe think I'm being a bit weak. So there's a massive stigma to it. Somebody thinks, oh my gosh, I have got mental health issues. Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose popularity? Am I going to lose my status? All of those things, like you said, are feelings of a failure. So, okay, let's let's look at the positive side, what you can share with us at this time when we're particularly focusing on people's mental well-being. The 12 steps from the Celebrate Recovery can work for absolutely anything. And I mean anything, whether that be gambling, whether that be internet, whether that be codependency, whether that be numerous things that we can add to that. It's in a safe environment, it's in a biblical environment, it's in a church-sponsored environment, and you don't have to have it all together to go there. A lot of people have this misconception about, oh, I've got to have it all together before I can go to church, and that is absolutely not the truth. I am living proof of this, because I certainly don't have it all together, and even still, you know, 14 years into recovery, I still don't have it all together. So um, I'm so grateful for what Celebrate Recovery has done for me. We pride ourselves in being a safe place. You know, one of our guidelines is, you know, what we say here stays here. 
It's as simple as that, and we take that very, very seriously. We spend a lot of time trying to listen to respond when we should listen to hear or seek to understand. And that is a big, big problem. Instead of trying to listen to respond, just seek to understand. And so we need to just look to be there. We don't have to be qualified. I mean, Celebrate Recovery is not a bunch of counseling. We're not there to replace counseling. We're simply there to bring that that joy of wisdom in that time of challenge, that time of high rhythm. So therefore, we can be a community together and openly talk about our struggles with mental health. Because openly talking about it can be both encouraging and empowering all at the same time. We encourage people to be fat, and I'm not talking the obese fat. I'm talking being faithful, being available, and being teachable. You know, those moments when somebody does unload, you know, when somebody does verbally sort of spill everything out onto the table, that's okay. It's okay to get that out. Let's, let's think about that, you know, in the form of a pressure cooker. You know, you're never going to let a pressure cooker build up that pressure and build up that pressure and build up that pressure without relieving that pressure. And it's the same thing with a mental health. You know, when we look at mental health, we have got to let that pressure out. We've got to have a safe, secure environment where we can safely vent what is on our mind, what's on our hearts, and do that in a manner that we're not going to get either sidelined, we're not going to get stigmatized, and just truly just be able to do that in an open manner. And I love the fact that we've adopted this sort of green color for mental health awareness. It's a color of let's go. So let's let's continue to go and have these conversations because when we do have these conversations, most importantly, it stops the stigma. Stigma can only survive in shadows. It can only survive in darkness. So when we are having those conversations in an open and a truly mainstream type manner, then the stigma can't survive. And when we go through the Celebrate Recovery program, and especially some of the deeper step study type units, we can develop not just friendships, but bonds. I mean, we term that the forever family because, you know, we're going to be family down here, but we're also going to be family when we get up to heaven. You know, I've got what I call stepbrothers that I've been through the steps with that are probably closer to me than some family. It's a beautiful thing because, you know, I could call any one of my stepbrothers up and they'd be wherever I need them to be within an hour or so. And that's the kind of bonds that we have and that you develop when you go through programs like these. The deepness of the relationships and the connections that we create within Celebrate Recoveries are just second to none. Celebrate Recovery, first and foremost, it is a recovery program. Also, equally as important, is a discipleship program. Because ultimately, we want people to, A, be free of the strongholds and the bondage of the world, whether that be a chemical substance, whether that be the internet, whether that be, you know, retail therapy. We want to be able to free people from those strongholds. But ultimately, we want to lead them to that vertical relationship that empowers us and gives us that solid foundation to be able to be better husbands, better wives, better brothers, better sisters, you know, you name it. I wouldn't be half the person that I get to be today if it wasn't for having my vertical relationship. 
the image that I see quite often across the interweb is, you know, you, you see this little girl holding on to this small teddy bear standing in front of Christ and behind Christ is this really big teddy bear that he's wanting to give but you just want to hold on to that little teddy bear because we can because we think we're in control we are humans and we are finite and we love that control or the feeling thereof Paul Martin thank you very much indeed for coming in and talking on such a really important topic we do appreciate it gladly thank you so much And if you'd like to know more about Celebrate Recovery, there's an international website with a very easy address, celebraterecovery.com. I very rarely repeat material on this programme, and when I do, it's for a very good reason. And I'm doing so today because when this was first broadcast, I got more reactions than to anything I've done for a very long time. Reverend Steve Ingruel and his wife Rebecca are based in Onken and jointly care for the seven Methodist churches around the east of the island. Steve feels very strongly that the church has an important part to play in understanding and supporting people with mental health issues. And it's a view that's grown out of his own very personal experience. They say to me, where is God? When I was in my last 18 months of training at Durham, a number of really significant life events took place. I got married. Rebecca and I were both told we had been cleared for stationing, which in Methodist speak means we were accepted to go out into churches and fulfil our vocation as ministers. Our first child was born in Durham Hospital, and I had a breakdown. It was quite simply the worst experience of my life. I vividly remember the way my brain froze. I went literally overnight from being happy and productive to spending a week where I was sat for hours a day in front of my computer, trying to complete my final dissertation, tears streaming down my face, unable to string a single sentence together. As for God and my prayer life, well, it seemed as if there was an iron ceiling above me, and this ceiling was getting closer and closer, not just pressing me down, but also blocking any prayers I was trying to send up. I remember thinking, what on earth is wrong with me? This is meant to be the happiest time of my life. I had a wonderful wife, a beautiful daughter who I couldn't love any more than I did. And on top of that, I was doing my best to be obedient to God's call on my life. So why? Why is this being allowed to happen? After about a week of this, I had a tutorial. And my tutor also happened to be a doctor in psychology. She made an appointment for me with a GP and I was diagnosed with severe clinical depression. With the help of doctors and counselling, it took me over six months to simply reach a point where I was able to function again, and gradually, very gradually, the darkness lifted. Over the next few years, there were still times where the black dog came calling, but over time I've learnt to recognise the warning signs and have strategies in place to ward him off. I'm sharing this with you simply because mental health is so rarely talked about in our churches. 
too often there is a stigma still attached, perhaps not helped by the fact that in Paul's letters to the churches, he often instructs them to rejoice in the Lord always. And Jesus himself said in effect that whatever life throws at us, we should consider it joy. But I think we need to remind ourselves that as human beings, we are creatures of body, mind and spirit. When someone breaks a bone, we don't expect them to go running the next day. So why do we have this expectation that we can be all rejoicing all the time when some are battling not physical health problems, but mental health problems? We are creatures of body, mind and spirit. I remain profoundly grateful to doctors who prescribed me antidepressants to treat the physiological aspect of my depression. There's a complex mix of hormones and other chemicals that get out of balance in our brains which contribute to this illness. We are creatures of body. I'm grateful also to counsellors who helped me to untangle my messed up and mixed up thoughts and emotions that fed into and perpetuated my depression in a sort of vicious circle. We are creatures of mind. I'm grateful to the loving Christian community that I was a part of, who accepted me despite my turmoil and helped me to see the light of Christ, even in the times of my deepest darkness. We are creatures of spirit. I was fortunate in having that strong Christian support around me, and I long for the day when all our churches openly recognise that faith is not a vaccine against mental health issues. It is okay not to be okay. And our job as the Christian community is to point people towards those wonderful organisations of which we have so many here on our island that come alongside people and can help to heal body and heal mind, whilst also coming alongside them without any judgement or expectation, simply providing a safe space where God can reach in and their spirit can be at rest and find its healing also. Lord Jesus Christ, you who are risen, yet still bear the marks of your suffering, be with those who walk through the valley of shadows, we pray. Help us to support them and challenge with them the burdens of stigma and misunderstanding. And when it is us who are afraid, anxious or hurt, stay close to us. When we lose our grip on reality, hold on to us. When we forget who we are, remind us whose we are. We are yours. When we remain in darkness, hear our lament. When others hurt, make our brokenness their blessing. When we cannot hear the still small voice of your compassion or live fully in the spaces created by your love, honour our struggle and promise us a future where we can find hope and be enfolded in your peace and your light. Amen. Oh. 
Steve Ingrall for those very personal and powerful words. And the last word, well actually the last two words on the subject of mental health come this week from Ruth Rice, founder of Renew Wellbeing, cafe-style safe spaces where everyone is welcomed, supported and gently encouraged to find their own pathway to mental health. Ruth has created her own A to Z of things that are good for her own mental and emotional well-being, and she shares one with us each week, in case what's good for her might be good for you too. This week, it's the letter B. B for beach brunch. This is uh, an A to Z about things that are good for my mental and emotional well-being, and a beach brunch is right up there. Every Easter, if I'm on the Isle of Man, I try and find somewhere where it is legal to have a little fire and cook some kippers over an open flame or at least over a little barbecue. I got the idea from Jesus, actually. John 21 in the Gospels, Jesus cooks a beach brunch for his very weary friends. Friends who have been disappointed and let down and feeling like it was their fault. Peter particularly, the disciple who'd really let Jesus down. Here is Jesus, God of heaven itself, cooking breakfast on the beach. Oh, I love this. And so if you want to help me with my mental and emotional health ever, or somebody else for that matter, cook a beach brunch. If you can't be on a beach because it isn't legal to do so, and I can't stress that strongly enough, make sure it's a good place to have a fire. But, oh, what a lovely thing, a kipper over an, over an open flame with a lovely view. There's something that Jesus already knew about how to help people feel a bit better. Beach brunch, always a beach brunch. In a departure from Jesus' practice, I also included sausages and bacon, but um, that's always up to you. B for beach brunch. Ruth Rice making us all feel hungry. More from Ruth's alphabet of well-being next week. But right now, it's time to take a look at our notice board and we begin with a big event. Praying the Keels Week has become, I'm happy to say, a firm fixture on the Manx calendar and we're getting very close to this year's Praying the Keels Week. It starts on the 21st, which is next Saturday. Joining me this morning to tell us more about this year's programme is Phil Crane. Phil, hello, welcome. Morning, Jude. What am I? The programme is really all about trying to get something for everyone at all times of the day and throughout the week. So we've we've tried to get a, a, a mixture of things in. Yes, we've got the coach trip and evening events so there's plenty of things to come after work let's look at the week in general and this year the theme is restoring reimagining and renewing we actually set this theme probably about 18 months ago i think but i think restoring reimagining renewing yes it speaks about a recovery from covid of course it also challenges us to think about well what is the new normal like do we really want to go to the same old same old not really. We want to try and think how we can start anew and use this opportunity to, to think afresh and maybe imagine church in new ways. The whole point of this Keels Week is to step aside from the busyness of our lives. It's a time to just come down the gears and just come as you are and let go, let God. 
These keels are, are ancient, ruined chapels dotted around the whole of the Manx countryside. And sometimes they're on private land. So praying the keels week, which is carefully organised by a committee, is often a great opportunity for us to explore where we wouldn't otherwise be able to go. Sure. I think there were about 200, I don't think anyone knows exactly, there were about 200 keels dotted all over the island maybe a thousand years ago. We've got about 35 now that we have any visible remains, and even those are, are in ruins, of course, but they would have been used for maybe wayside chapels or places for an itinerant priest or a hermit. Going back to the 6th century, right, to the beginnings of the earliest churches here. The, the kind of ruins we've got are 6th to the 12th centuries of Celtic and Norse origins, usually built of stone walls, about typically 5 metres by 3 metres is the size, but they vary, but always rectangular in shape, sometimes with quartz stones found at the, the altar end with an altar stone, often surrounded by remains of an ancient burial ground, and sometimes, like at Lagnacilia or Spootvane, Glenmore, there's a hermit cell attached there. But they probably wouldn't have been for congregational worship as we understand it in a modern sense. Maybe the hermit priest was going from keel to keel, from clan to clan, farm to farm, for special occasions, for baptisms, for masses, for funerals. So whilst these places have got a religious significance in their origins, they're also part of a strong heritage of our island. So really this week appeals to everybody, people who want to explore their heritage, people who want to touch into our spiritual past, our Christian past. It, it is a week for everybody, isn't it? Yes, indeed. The, the phrase is for people of, of all faiths and none, and that's very much what we want to be as inclusive. And, you know, people who perhaps might be curious but a little timid about going into a church, you know, they will find a warm and easy welcome on any of our events. Another great thing about this is it's very little that you need to book in advance. So you can just take a look at the programme and pick something that appeals to you. So let, let's look at the programme in a little bit more detail. We start Saturday the 21st. Now, that's one of the longer days, isn't it? Yeah, we top and tail the week with a lengthy walk, full day, morning and afternoon, Saturday 21st and our closing day, Saturday the 28th. So we will have our launch service on the 21st at Christchurch, Laxina next to the MER station. That's at 10 o'clock. Following the service, we'll set off, and people can just come for the service if they want, but we, the walkers will stride off up to Agnes Chapel. Refreshments up there. Then round east of Agnes, down from the Clarum and the Balaric Road, coming down through King Ori's Grave and coming out at the uh, Laxey Prom by the harbour for coffee, refreshments there, then go going back up to Christchurch. So that's a full day. It's probably about five miles altogether but we'll have stops as I'd said do bring along a packed lunch and drinks wear stout footwear we'll be going on on footpaths some may be wet and muddy and dress up it could be could be quite chilly in, in May but let's hope not that'll be a lovely opening day I think and the second day next Sunday the 22nd in fact is something that really doesn't involve very much walking at all this is Sunday afternoon at 2.30 an intriguing event at the new Tide of A retreat house in Peel they will lead us in ancient practices for renewal so very much on message with our theme and 
if it's lovely weather, which we hope it will be, we'll be in the walled garden there at Tide of A, and using natural resources around us and ancient Christian practices to help us slow down, unwind, and find moments of refreshment. So the staff there will, will lead us in that with Celtic-themed prayer and refreshments. And that will be deliberately an all-age event. And uh, as I say, if, if it is uh, the weather is poorly, we'll, we'll go inside the house. But that is interesting and a chance to have a skeet at Tidevay. Now, those are just the first two days of Praying the Keels Week, but the events continue daily right up to Saturday the 29th. And Phil will join me again next Sunday morning to talk about the rest of the programme. But if you'd like to see it all now, there's an excellent website where you can download a leaflet or browse each day's activities. It's prayingthekeels.org and Keels is spelt K-E-E-I-L-L-S. And of course, there are leaflets already out all around the island's churches, they're in libraries and some shops too. And now let's take a look at the rest of the notices and we begin today. Trinity Church at Rosemount here in Douglas are holding a teddy bear's picnic at Queen's Avenue Centenary Gardens opposite the Woodbourne Hotel. Today from half past 12 to 2 o'clock. Bring your packed lunch and your favourite teddy wearing his best outfit and be ready to share some fun and games. All children and bears must be accompanied by an adult. There'll be a best dressed teddy competition and if it rains it'll all still happen but it'll be inside Trinity Church at Rosemount instead. In Balakil Ferrick, near Colby, this afternoon at 3 o'clock, there'll be an animal blessing service with a warm welcome for all creatures great and small at this lovely country chapel. And this evening at half past six, the Mariners will be in Crosby Methodist Chapel, where the preacher will be Mrs Pauline Corlett. And as usual, you're invited to stay for supper and community hymn singing after the service. Looking now to the week ahead, and this Wednesday the 18th, there's a Summer Songs of Praise in St Adamnan's Lonnon Old Church, starting at half past seven. The service will be led by the Pioneer Minister for Douglas, Reverend Alex Brown. This Thursday the 19th, it's Tabor on Thursday time, with a quiz night starting at half past seven. Tickets are £7 each, which includes sausage or bacon baps. Ring 834 696 to book your place and Tabor on Thursday is in Port St Mary Methodist Church. The Parish of Russian have another spring concert for you to enjoy in St Catherine's Church in Port Erin. It's this Thursday evening when the Manx Children's Choir and the youngsters from Skolfurt Lamurra will entertain you. Because it's a school night, the concert in St Catherine's Church starts at the earlier time of 7 o'clock, with free admission and refreshments in the hall afterwards. Crosby Methodist Chapel invite you to their coffee morning on Saturday the 21st, open from 10am until noon. Admission is £2 and there'll be cake, gift and bottle stalls. And the Parish of the Northern Plain have a coffee morning on Saturday the 21st, Theirs will be in the Town Hall in Ramsey. And in addition to all the usual coffee morning extras, there'll be a really special plant stall and a quality toy stall. And it'll be open from 10 until noon. 
Next Saturday afternoon, it's the Balafesson Chapel Spring Fair in the hall, opening at half past two. Admission is just £3, which includes tea or coffee, and that too is in aid of church funds. And next Saturday evening, there'll be a musical evening in Colby Methodist Chapel, starting at half past six, with performances from Michaelia, Judith Christian, Jan Percival and Arbury School Choir. There'll be light refreshments and donations would be welcome to be divided between chapel funds and Christian aid. And that's all that we have time for now. But I'll be back in the studio tonight from nine with sundown. And I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board or you'd like to request a favourite hymn. My email address is judithlay at manxradio.com. So, Till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening and I wish you and those you love a truly blessed week and a very good morning.